Um, how many of you guys are in the eighth grade here? Eighth grade, raise your hands. Yes, okay. All right, so for this first story, I was in the eighth grade. Um, well, I was, I think I was, I was going into ninth grade. I was going from my eighth grade year of high, or high, eighth grade year of high school, of course. And then, <laughs> that's why I went to Alabama. Um, and uh, so my eighth grade year of middle school into my freshman year of high school. And just like every ambitious middle school student, I thought to myself, self, um, this is a chance for you to do something different. Uh, I had moved to Alabama uh, two years before that, and so kind of was just, you know, very, very even during uh, my, my middle school experience. I didn't really do much. I think I played football for a season, and uh, that was it. And then, so I was like, well, when I go to high school, I'm going to be different. And I was getting into music, so I was a little bit weird. Uh, and uh, and I was, so I was, I was already kind of already showing signs of early onset artsiness. And uh, so what I was doing was, so I was like, okay, when I, when I go there, I'm gonna, when I go to high school, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to look different. I'm going to, I'm going to dress like nobody else dresses. That's what I'm going to do. And so I found this great store in rural Alabama um, called Hot Topic. And uh, <laughs> you guys know where this is going. So so I went to, uh, if you guys know anything about Hot Topic, I mean, I don't look like your Hot Topic person. So, so anyway, so I went there hoping to, to, to kind of, you know, revamp who is Ben Lund. And, uh, and so I did because, because I wanted to be somebody who was, who was different. But really what I was doing was I was, what I, was, I was disconnecting myself from a group of people that I was like, I called, you know, the, the, the cool kids. I don't want to be with my other friends. I want to be with the, with the kids that were kind of a little, you know, a little bit different from everybody else. And so, and so that's what I did. So, so you know, I, I was, I'm telling you, <laughs> if I, I, should have, I should have had pictures. I should have had my mom, like, email me weird pictures from when I was, like, a freshman in high school. And so, like, you know, like, one day I'd wear, like, you know, like, like skater shoes and, like, skate stuff. And I never even skated before in my life. You can't skate in Alabama. <laughs> and so, and then, like, and then, like, the next day we're, like, board shorts. And the next day we're, like, a studded belt with, like, girl jeans and, like, an extra, extra small shirt. And so, <laughs> I was a weird kid. So, <laughs> so, so, so that was, that's what I did. That's how I identified myself was, like, okay, so I'm not going to associate myself with these people. But I'm going to associate myself with these other people. People that I felt like shared a similar interest as me, similar, similar things. And so I did things to impress those people. I did things to say, hey, I want to be with you guys. And for us, we do the same thing. We, we, it might not be as extreme as going to Hot Topic, which is kind of ironic that the entire store is based upon, hey, be different like these people. <laughs> like, you know, like you have to be different like these people are different. And so it's, it's kind of interesting that it's like, it's like I'm going to be different like everybody else. Uh, but that was kind of, uh, that's what we, that's what we kind of gravitate towards. And so in the room tonight, there, there might be some of, some of us that might, you know, align with my story that, you know, you kind of aren't in with the in people. So you want to fit in somewhere else, but you still want to fit in somewhere. It's not a matter of you saying, Hey, I don't want to fit anywhere because otherwise you wouldn't be in this room tonight. But, you know, for some of us as well, we want to fit in with somebody or with some people. There's some group that we're like, Hey, I, I want to, I want to be your friend, or I want to be a part of what you're doing and what you're about. And, and, and we look for that validation. We want that from us, uh, from other people. I want to read you guys a statement here. It's going to be on the screen. It says this. When we become obsessed with what others think about us, we forget what God thinks about us. 
when we become obsessed with what other people think about us, we forget what God thinks about us. When I'm so consumed with the idea that I, I want somebody to like me, I want, I want somebody to actually think about me, and as much as I didn't want somebody to, you know, care, like, oh, Ben's that different kid, you know, like, you know, as much as I didn't, I still wanted them to think that, you know, it's kind of weird how much I didn't want their attention at the same time I did, and we still want the same sort of things, because when we become, when we become obsessed with what people think about us and what we're wearing and what we're doing and what we're saying, what we're thinking, when we become obsessed with that, we completely forget what God says about us. We completely forget what God thinks about you and myself. Because we're so consumed with pleasing what other people are thinking about us and trying to fit in with the group, and we're saying, I'll do whatever it takes so that I can belong, so I can, I can be a part of something. And we forget that God says, you're not supposed to care or, or, or be concerned with what other people are thinking. You're supposed to be concerned with, with what I'm concerned with, what, what I see you as, that you don't have to do all this stuff and act like this way or dress this way and be these things to, to be accepted by me. But yet we try so hard to be accepted by other things, by other people. And so this whole series we've been talking about is weird, is, you know, what does it look like to be weird, be different? Because we said normal is not working. It's, it's not. Like, if we look around us, the vast majority of people aren't in the best of situations. It's, it's not, the, the, the norm, the current situation is not the best. And so each week we've been going through different things about how we can be weird and we stand out in those certain situations in life. In this week, we're going to talk about pleasing people or people pleasing. I'm going to say it like 30 times tonight. So if I get tongue-tied saying people pleasing, just bear with me, okay? Here's, here's, here's the next thought. It's this. It's normal to want to please people. It's weird to want to please God. So your little, your little note sheet's right there. It's normal to want to please people. It's weird to want to please God. Galatians 1.10 says this. It says, this is Paul talking to the church of Galatia. He says, obviously, I'm not trying to be a people pleaser. No, I'm trying to please God. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be Christ's servant. He says, if I was still trying to, 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 to appease people, I, I wouldn't be Christ's servant. I, I wouldn't be following after God because I would be too busy trying to keep track of, of, of trying to be everything for every person. I'd be, I'd be so busy trying to keep up with, okay, how can I make her happy? How can I make him happy? How can I make sure they don't hate me? How can I make sure that what they think about me, they make sure they think I'm cool or that I'm hot or that I'm awesome? How do I keep on making them think that? And that becomes our obsessive thing. He says, I can't think about trying to make people happy at the same time I, being Christ's servant. They, they, they don't go together. And yes, there are certain instances where I am. Yeah, I want to make people happy, but it doesn't go make people happy first by wanting, doing what they want to do, but what I do is I invest my life and throw myself upon Jesus, and then I love God and let that life go through me, and that is what pleases people. And so some of you guys might be saying, well, you know, I don't care what people will say about me. I'm, I'm not a people pleaser. I, can, I, 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 don't, I don't care what people say about me. So we're going to take a, a, a quick test, okay? And we're going to do four signs of a people pleaser, all right, and so it's going to be a series of slides coming up here, and it goes like this, okay? So signs of a people pleaser. The first one is this. You take criticism personally. 
you might take criticism personally. If you, here's a sign. If somebody says something about you, if someone says, hey, you know, maybe you might want to work on this, like whether he was playing a sport or maybe it's something that you're really good at and someone's like, hey, what if you work on this? And you're like, oh, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> you know, and we take it so personally. We take, we take personal criticism or, or people saying things to help us get better too personally and it hurts us because we care too much about what they think. The second one is this. We feel an extraordinary fear of rejection. We feel an extraordinary fear of rejection. We don't want to put ourselves out there enough, or we don't want to, we don't want to, in relationships, say the wrong things or do the wrong things because we're afraid that somebody might not like us. If we're afraid to do something in a relationship, if we're afraid that I might get rejected, then you have a people-pleasing problem. Number three is this. Find it hard to express true feelings. We might find it hard to express our true feelings. We might feel it hard if, if, if we care too much about what people say, think about us. We won't be honest with them. We won't say everything they want us to say. We're going to say what they want to hear. We're, we're, we're going to tell them exactly what they want to know, exactly what they want to hear. They don't want our honest input, and so we're just going to kind of butter it up. We're going to kind of cover it up, and so we're going to live in this kind of this, this shroud of just, you know, ambiguity so we don't have to share what our true feelings are because we're afraid of what they might think. They might say, hey, you're weird. Hey, you're different. So I'm just going to go along with the crowd. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm not going to matter. It's not going to matter about that. The last one is this. Have a hard time saying no. And when I thought about this, I thought about in my, in my own life, I thought about things that I don't, I have a hard time saying no to. Um, I, I, I generally was just about to say yes to like everything. Like someone's like, hey, I need some help doing this. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I guess I'll take care of it. Yeah, sure. And so sometimes that's to my detriment that I, I often get overloaded with so much stuff because I don't know how to say no sometimes. But this goes a step further, not just how we commit ourselves to things, but in the realms of relationships, in the realms of friendships, we have a hard time saying no if we're people pleasers, because when, when, when we know the right values, when we know the right things to do, and someone says, you know, and, and, and you know, your boyfriend is pressuring you to do something, and you just say, I don't want him to break up with me. So we just say yes. Or your friends are saying, hey, let's go to this party, and you know that party has got some crazy stuff going on. You know that party is no good. But you're like, man, I can't, I can't say no because then they'll, then they'll know that I'm a Christian. They'll, they'll know that I love God. So I can't say no to them because if I say no, then I'm going to be outcast. I'm going to be rejected. So I'm going to say yes to everything, whether that's going too far in a relationship, whether it's doing things that you shouldn't do with your friends, whether that's going to the wrong places with your friends, whether that's Whatever it is, and you know what those things are, if you have a hard time saying no and showing self-control, that means that we have a people-pleasing problem. But I have some, some awesome, awesome news for you guys. I want you guys to say this with me. Okay, it says, I can't please everyone, but I can please God. Let's say, let's say I can't please everyone. That's horrible. You guys understand how freeing that is. Say, I can't please everyone. Say, but I can please God. Come on, that's awesome, okay? You guys understand, that's huge, okay? If, if we wrapped our minds around this idea that, that you and I, that, that, that we can't please everybody, 
how freeing that is, that, that you and I don't have to concern ourselves with constantly under, the, under, the, under the, the microscope and the stress of being like, okay, am I going to offend her if I say this, or am I going to do the wrong thing if I, if I get you know, exiled out of this group of people? What am I going to do? I don't, I don't have to worry about that, because, and, and we try so hard. It's crazy how hard we try to, to please other people. It's crazy how hard that we try to fit in, to do things, for people that, that, that for a moment will like us. But for the God of eternity, we're not even willing to turn the other way and say, God, I'm willing to, to go your way. I'm, I'm willing to do, I'm, I'm willing to say, I, I can do things that actually please you. The God that made this entire universe says, hey, guess what? You can make me happy. You can please me. That's That's huge. People are so wishy-washy, and they want one thing the next week. And, and you guys know this, if you have friends, and, and, and especially in high school, and people's needs and interests are constantly changing. And, and one week you may be on, on cloud nine, your friends love you. The next week it's like, what in the world happened? And we try so hard to do that. We try so hard to, 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 to try to fit in and do the things that we know we shouldn't do to fit in. But God is the one screaming over here saying, I, I accept you. Like, you don't, you're not having to try hard to be with me. You don't have to, to fit a standard or to, to wear a certain clothes or to go to these parties or to hang out with these friends. It's not the way that it works. And so we, we get stressed and we get overrun with this whole thing of just trying to please people. And when we start this whole thing of pleasing people, we, we become people that compromise. We compromise the things that we stand for, the values that we were raised with, the things that we hear in the Bible. We begin to start compromising because we want their acceptance and love and friendship more than we care about what God says. We, we just want them to like us. And so we start laughing at the wrong jokes. We start watching the wrong things because we're afraid if, if, if you, someone says, hey, we're going to go watch this, this movie over here, and you're like, hey, I heard that was kind of sketchy. I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm going to watch that. But our, our friends pressure us and say, come, come on, you know, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Why would you, why would you even care about watching that? Because I, I'm a Christian. I've, I have, you know, standards. I, I want to, you know, protect what goes into me. And for some of us, that's hard for us to say, but we're afraid to have that conversation because we're afraid that person is going to say, well, you're done with this, you know. And so we'll do whatever it takes to please those people. We'll do whatever it takes to keep them along. But they don't, they don't care about us. They don't care about you or myself. And so for those of you guys that, that in, in the room that, that, that might say, well, I, you know, but Ben, you know, I go to these parties, and I drink with these people, and I hang out with these girls, and I flirt with these girls, and I do these things. Uh, but, but here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going undercover. I'm, doing, I'm going undercover this week. I'm going, I'm going to go to this party as a, as a Christian, right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to act like them, but they don't know I'm a Christian. And I'm going to, I'm going to pretend for a moment that, 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 that you know, that I'm going, to, I'm going to do everything that they do. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to hang out with them. I'm going to live with them. I'm going to do all this. And Billy Combs, it was so awesome that we actually talked about this this week. And, and he shared about it. If you were in chapel at LMCA on Friday, we talked about this. And, and this idea of, of, of Christian espionage, 
that, 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 that you trying to go undercover for Christ, you know, is somehow going to help your, your witness is completely bogus. <laughs> you going under, undercover and you trying to do the bad things to win good people to Christ, that's not going to work. That doesn't work. Christian espionage is bogus, and you will, you will lose every time. You will lose influence, and you will lose your witness. We cannot have Christians walking into situations where they know is bad and saying, hey, I'm going to be the cool Christian that says, hey, this stuff's just cool to go. I'm just going you know, to do this stuff a little bit and then show them, hey, God. And here's how arrogant that sounds to God. Here's what we're saying in essence. We're saying, hey, God, listen, you are not good enough or cool enough, and so I have to make you cooler. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable, the fact that we would say, hey, God, listen, you're not quite cool enough, so I've got to do some things. I've got to start doing some, lay some groundwork for you. You know, before you can start working these people's lives. Before you can start doing some good stuff, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that you're, you're cool enough for the, my friends. Guys, that is a lie. Matthew 5, 16 says that your light should shine among men. And they see your good works, and they will glorify the Father. It says you let your light shine among men, so they'll see your good works. And they'll glorify the Father. It doesn't say, hey, blend in. Blend in so you can't even tell. Do everything that they do. Act, act the same way they do. And then at the last moment, pop up and go, I'm a Christian. Like, that's not, that's not the whole idea. He's saying, let your good works show. Everybody is doing the party scene. Everybody is doing the girlfriend-boyfriend thing. Everybody is going too far in those relationships. Everybody is, is talking bad about everybody else. Everybody else is involved in the drama. Everybody else is talking in the back, talking. Everybody's doing all that stuff. But be the person that stands out because they don't do those things. Be the person that stands out and says, hey, listen, I'm going to show my good works so they'll glorify the Father. I'm going to show the good things that God has so that they don't succumb to the bad things. So the question is, okay, so, so people-pleasing, bad, we got that. So, so what, is, what, is the, what, is, what do we do? In Psalm 34, 9, in my version it says this. There's a, there's a different version on the screen. It says, let the people show him reverence or, or fear the Lord. For those who honor him will have all they need. Let the Lord's people show him reverence or fear for those who honor him will have all they need. Here's what one of your blanks says. It says this, fear of God is the best antidote for the fear of people. Fear of God is the best antidote for the fear of people. And I'm not talking about a fear that produces this cower in the corner, this frightened kind of thing of God. Where we've got to like, you know, we've got to go you know, hide away. This fear is, is a word for knowledge, for, for knowing, for experiencing. So another way we can say this is the knowing of God is the best antidote for the fear of people. When you and I start spending time with Jesus, when you and I start investing in that relationship with Jesus, we start seeing God in a completely different way. And for those of us who are on the outside experiencing, just kind of, you know, outside looking in, those kind of service level believers that haven't really dove into 
scripture and seen the greatness of who God is, those of you just kind of seeing and, and, and doubting that, well, that's not going to work. That's not, that's not, that's not going to do anything. Try it. I mean, like, as in, like, fully, completely commit to knowing who God is. Before you make an assumption on that's not going to work or that's just too simple, try it. Because when we experience the things that God says, when we experience the things that, that God is saying about himself, saying, hey, listen, I am completely sufficient to fill all of your needs. When God says those things, he's not speaking lightly and saying, hey, I might do, take care of a couple things. He's saying, listen, those who fear me and honor me, I will supply all of their needs. All of them. That's encouraging for us to know. But have we even tested him on that by, by getting to know him and what he is? And so one of the things I encourage you guys to do practically, man, spending time with God and intentionally, not accidentally at the end of the day when you have an extra 10 minutes before you go to sleep. I'm talking like waking up in the morning or if you can't get up in the morning that early, intentionally set time in the evening. Intentionally do it. It's not going to happen by accident, but intentionally spend time with God because the bigger your view of God gets, the smaller the opinions of people will get. The bigger the view of God is, the smaller the opinions of people won't even matter to you. Because if people's opinions are too big for you, and you're like, man, I just can't do it because what they think about me is so pressuring that I have to do what they say. Their opinions of me drives and, and conducts my life in every direction. That every weekend I'm out getting wasted. Every weekend I'm out with a girl. Or every weekend I'm out with doing something that I know I shouldn't be doing. And, and I get so wrapped up in that stuff. And if our opinions of people, our opinions, people's opinions matter so much to us, our view of God is way too small. Our view of God is way too small for us to see that. But the more that we see God, because the more, I t the more time I spend with God, the weirder I get. And the more time that you spend with God, I promise you, the weirder you're going to get. Because you're going to see the bigness and the greatness of who God is, and all these opinions of people are going to go away. They're going to wash away. When I, was, uh, when I first moved here in uh, 2007, I, uh, I worked at, um, I was working here at the church, but I also, I worked at uh, the rec center uh, on campus as a lifeguard, and uh, just because it's the easiest 10 bucks you'll ever make, uh, and uh, so, so, but before I did that, and, and I, I'm, when, I, when I tell the story, I want you guys to hear me, this is not, like, this has not been, like, preaching from a platform and saying, hey, you know, model my life because I'm awesome, <laughs> okay, I want you guys to see that this kind of stuff is real. That when you choose to be weird, it can happen. That people's lives can be changed. So I, I came and I, and, I, and I knew before I even came to, to work, I was like, man, I want to resolve. I want to say, before I go into this place, I, I want to be a light to people. And, and so the first day of work, I didn't go in there with a Bible and say, hey, guys, <laughs> that's what I'm about. What are you about? You know? Because I was from Alabama, and uh, and so I still am. But you know, I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't walk in after the I didn't pray before I got on the guard stand every time. You know, dear Lord, save the people in the water. And I didn't I didn't I didn't read the Bible in front of people to be like, do you guys see what I'm reading? Do you guys see this? It's the Holy Bible. Do you guys see that? I didn't I didn't do that. But I just told myself, okay, 
there's people in here that are lost, that have literally no hope in the world. And I just want to I just want to be open to them and be and be nice. And, and so I'm going to be different to them. So when the hard work came and weird st- and, and stuff like, hey, we need someone to go wash the bathrooms. Disgusting. OK, I'll do it. And so things that people wouldn't do. And so I, I just started doing nice things, helping people with, with doing certain stuff and just kind of putting myself out there to, to, to be to be known and just being nice. And after a while, people start asking questions about stuff like that. And even if they don't even see you work or do things that are noticeable, people will always ask questions about, what do you believe? Where do you go when you die? What, you know, those kind of questions always come up. You hang around people for any amount of time, I promise you, those questions come up. And that is your opportunity. That is your doorway in. And I can't tell you how many times I got to have the awesome conversations with people about a relationship with Jesus. And how many people, and I wish I could tell you and say, hey, man, 30 people gave their lives to Christ. But that's not true. There was only 24 that worked there. But, but what happened was even, could almost be said is even better than that. Because I got the chance over the course of two to three years, was each person that came on staff knew what I believed and knew what I was about, knew that, I, that, that what, I, what I said I also walked in. I didn't just say that, but when, you know, there was office parties or things like that, that I, I didn't go and partake and do things like they did, but I was there, and, and, and the truth of the matter was, is I got to help clarify for people a better version of Jesus than they got when, they, when I was first there, that it, it was always the question, well, are you guys the bullhorn people, are you guys the pamphlet people, are you guys these people, are you guys the door knockers, are you guys, you know, are you guys these people that, that don't even care about us? It's like, no, man, let me, let me tell you about Jesus. And, and one guy in particular I want to talk to you about was, was a guy named TJ. TJ um, told me uh, we, one time we were, we were sitting on stand, and we were talking, and he was like, well, what do you do? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I work for a church, and, you know, I work here, and I go to school. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to hell. And I was like, oh, man, uh, why? And he's like, because I punched my priest in the face. <laughs> and I was like, teach that's uh that's not good but i think you're gonna go to you know that's not this people you know you're not gonna go to hell for that and he's like well what do you mean i was like well people go to hell because they don't have a relationship with jesus it's not about one bad thing you've done it's about this relationship and 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 tj was catholic grew up in new york Uh, he's like patrick and uh, (laughs) and he grew up in new york and and he was he was he's really hard and and so that was like the first month I worked there. And, and since that point, TJ and I have had a, an incredible friendship where, where I've gotten the chance numerous times to share the gospel with TJ. And TJ loves, loves, loves. He calls it Ben's version of Jesus, which is not my version of Jesus. It's our version of Jesus. But it, it's great because he hasn't quite made that decision yet. And, and he now lives in Florida. And we actually, we literally talked on the phone this last week. And I asked if I could pray for him for anything. And, 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 and so... He knows that I'm there, that I'm, that I'm caring about him. And, and, and TJ asks the best questions in the world about who Jesus is. And there's people around you on a daily basis that are just like TJ. There's people around you that need you to be weird. Um, I think I put it, I think it's like one of the last slide around there. Um, People in your life need you to be more weird than normal. That's what your last blank says. 
there's people in your life that are just like TJ that are literally dying for you to be weird. They need you to not be normal, to not blend in, to not be the same as everybody else. They need you to be different. And they may not say that, and they may not even know it in their hearts, but I'm telling you, inside of themselves, the, God, the, the, the spirit that is stirring in them needs you to be completely different from everybody else because there are people that are lost and are leaving this world apart from Jesus, and they need you to be weird. And I wish I could tell you that like, TJ has had this incredible transformational story and he gave us his Christ, but he's not. He's a work in progress. But I'm telling you what, he has the, the best picture of Jesus now. And I think, man, man, man how, how scary would it be if I had walked into that work environment and all the people that I've had conversations with and all the people that I, that I know, if, what if I just said, you know, forget about it. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up God because it offends people. I'm not going to bring up religion because it's, it's inappropriate. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be upfront about my faith because it might make people feel uncomfortable and they may not want to talk to me or invite me to hang out with them. And, and how unfortunate it would be for people like that to not know about who Christ is because I decided that I didn't want to have an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation. Because I decided that, hey, you're not worth it enough to, to talk to you about Jesus. I, I have my reputation to live for. I've got, I've got the way people will see me to live up to. People in your life need you to be weird more than they need you to be normal. They need you guys. And there's nobody else in this world. There may be nobody else in this world that can show them that other than yourself. Let me pray for us here. God, we uh, we know it's difficult. To walk this life and be bold witnesses for you. And it's so easy to get on a platform and talk about this and to share about stories and things like that. But God, the truth of the matter is, is that we are desperate for you. God, I pray for these students right here, right now. And I pray for myself. That God, in the instances and the situations in our life that are hard, I pray that we can make the wise choices and the best choices that we won't be consumed with the idea that people control our lives, that we'll be more content with the idea that, God, you are the one that is in control of our lives, that we care more about pleasing you than about pleasing other people. God, I pray that there's people that have come to mind in the room as we were just talking about people that are around us that we don't that, that, that we know of that need us to be different that need us to be weird we pray for them and I pray for boldness in every single one of these students God I pray that God you would light a holy fire in them that God they would not cease until their friends know the truth about them 
God, would they sacrifice and lay down their reputations? God, would they sacrifice, God, their views of how other people might see them? For the greater glory that is your kingdom. What I want you guys to do is we're going to sing here in just a moment. And if you guys feel led, we're going to have, you know, you guys can come down. And, and we're going we're gonna to sing, we're going to respond to who God is. But I want you guys to take a moment, deal with this. I mean, if there's some things, if there's some stuff that God is doing inside of you, Canis is back there to pray, I'll be back there to pray with you. We want to help you guys. We want to help you guys be bold. We want to help you guys do this. And we know that it's hard if you guys are in the middle of high school and you're making this decision in the middle. And you know some friends have known you before Jesus and during Jesus. And you know it's hard to make that separation. We want to pray with you about that. And if you want to come up here and, and give up those things, say, God, I want to give up my reputation to you. I want to come down here and lay that at your altar because my reputation doesn't matter. In the greater scheme of things, it does not matter. God, we thank you. God, we glorify you with our lives. And so we would make those hard choices, hard decisions. God, will we take this time right now to respond? We ask these things in your name. Amen. You guys can stand up.